Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Hey everyone, no calls this week, but we did get a question in via social media from Nick P. in Montana. Could you guys recommend some scary shows available on streaming? I am going to pull a pretty classic John move and probably just say (laughs) stuff that we've said before a lot because I am not a trendsetter as far as horror TV is concerned. I'm very much a late adopter. I I always like falling back on American Horror Story. Yeah. I I actually went back... And started watching Hotel again. Mm-hmm. I, I really like that season. I think Hotel I might be my favorite season. That Dennis O'Hara is fantastic. I think he won a Golden Globe for it that year, too. Oh, wow. Um, Castle Rock. I mm-hmm. really like the first season. I haven't watched the second season. Have you seen the second season? I haven't, no. I was going to, but honestly, they put us through it on the first season, so I needed uh-huh. a break. Yeah, there was a lot. Um, then, like, you know... Uh, Haunting of Hill House, mm-hmm. Haunting of Bly Manor, Channel Zero, Ash vs. Evil Dead. Yeah. All stuff that we've talked about before. Mm-hmm. Um, so I need you to tell the listeners other ones, good ones. Sure, sure. No, you gave some really great recommendations. Um, I'm going to say the French series Marianne. That series scared the oh, crap out of me. That's right. You and Megan talked about that a lot. Because yeah. It was, was it canceled? It only had, well, they said it was canceled, but I mean, I think all it needed was one season. I'm not going to lie. I was feeling kind of greedy and I wanted more, (laughs) but they wrapped it up very like awesomely. It's like Watchmen, which I know we've said before, where it's like, don't do a second season, Mm -hmm. please don't. It's, I really love the idea of people just getting these really great stories done in one season. Yeah. It doesn't have to be wrapped up. Mm-hmm. It's just the end of the story. Like I agree. I, I more of that. I remember you mentioning uh, Watchmen, and I watched it because a friend recommended it, and that show is so <sighs> good. I mean, of course you want more, but like you said, uh-huh. the story they wrapped it up, so it's just like, what more do you need? Like it was just uh, every episode, every episode it's... so good. But yeah, and I was a huge fan of the graphic novel before mm-hmm. even like the Zack Snyder movie came out, which I was also a fan of the Zack Snyder movie. I know mm-hmm. it was ter- took certain liberties. I was never a big fan of the, the giant octopus monster <laughs> in the book. I always thought it was kind of silly. I always thought it made more sense in the movie. Yeah. But what they did with the TV series and the octopuses, I'm like, that's so mm-hmm. good. It was that is so much more realistic or not realistic, but like uh effect or like effective mm-hmm. than I would have expected. I, so I watched it back to back. So I watched the movie first and then I watched the series and I kind of mm. prefer the series over the movie. Um, oh, I do. 
Yeah, yeah. for sure. Really the, good. The show. acting across the board is just so fantastic. Mm-hmm. Yeah, couldn't have, it, probably my favorite. Um, oh shoot, he's a writer on Lost and not not JJ. Um, not JJ Abrams. No. Uh, there's another, he's associated with Lost and a lot of J.J. Abrams projects that I haven't really necessarily been a big mm. fan of him in the past, but The Watchmen is so good. Okay. So, not necessarily horror, kinda. <laughs> uh, there's definitely some stuff involving, um, involving, uh, oh, Jeremy Irons' character, whose name is completely... Oh, I forgot his name. Oh, Yeah. yeah. Uh, there's some horrific stuff <laughs> involving him that you kind of find out about. <laughs> That was ridiculous. It's, it's so good. The big picture of that series is so good. Yeah. Oh, anything else? Sorry, oh, we yeah. Down a Watchmen <laughs> rabbit hole. Okay, so Marianne, Marianne's on Netflix. There's only one season. Also, I'm a big fan of the slasher series. So the first mm. season to the third season is on Netflix, and each season is completely different. And then season four my favorite um flesh and blood that one is on shutter it's very disturbing gory images it's it's everything and then um another one kingdom it's a korean zombie show that's actually set like it's like a period drama type of thing but there's zombies and there's terror and there's blood and there's i don't know there's just it has everything that i love especially zombies and then the last one um Haunted from 2018. This is another one that's on Netflix. And I'm sorry, Kingdom's on Netflix as well. So this is kind of like a, you know, doc docuseries. So it's like real life horror stories. People are saying what happened to, explaining what happened to them. And they kind of do some reenactments. And it's pretty terrifying, some of the things that people deal with. And people are still like, there are some people who it happened to them as a child or a teenager. Mm-hmm. They still live with it. So that if you want some real life terror, I highly recommend that one. And that one's on Netflix as well. Yeah, the actual trauma that's involved in a horror movie. <laughs> it's like, oh, they weren't just fine. Oh, okay. They didn't no. just get away from Jason and live happy lives. Okay. You hear about that? It's it's heartbreaking. Like yeah. oh my God. It's it's a it's a really heavy, but honestly, it's very um it's interesting. Speaking of really heavy but interesting, welcome to the Bloody Disgusting Podcast, everyone. The podcast where we discuss all the disgusting things we love in the horror world. And to help us discuss the disgusting, you know her from her YouTube channel and website, Real Queen of Horror, Infant Love for the Genre, Zena Dixon. Hey, Zena. Hello. And I'm John. And Megan's gone. No, if Megan. You haven't no, noticed. Megan. I know. She is living the, the rock and roll lifestyle of a the lead movie critic for Bloody Disgusting at yeah. the Toronto International Film Festival. We miss our Megan Bobegan. Yes. So when she comes back, I promise we haven't forgotten about the live show. We will be mm-hmm. doing that at some point. We just need to get everyone actually in, quote unquote, the same virtual space <laughs> so that we can do that. So right into it. If you're listening to this on a Wednesday when the episode drops, we hope your week's been filled with all the best kinds of horror. And if not, we're going to do a quick round the table for the movies, books, games, or anything else in horror that are making the two of us smile right now. Maybe there'll be things that'll make you smile too. So you know it's been filling your heart this week. Barbarian. <laughs> it, it was. It was everything that Megan said. It was literally everything. And you know, Megan truly is my horror sister because she's absolutely <laughs> right. I love that movie. It is one of the best horror movies that I've seen this year. Wow. I go in blind, yeah. mute everything. I muted mm. everything, like on Twitter, on social medias, because I didn't want anything spoiled. And then right after I checked it out, I went on Instagram, on our Instagram stories, yeah, and I just I had, to, I had to tell people, like, it's insane. Seriously. 
I am so busy, but I feel like I need you... to find some time for this. About how long? Is it like 90 minutes, two hours? It's about 90 minutes, I believe. I, I believe okay. so. But honestly, John, like I know like we're always giving you recommendations like, hey, check <laughs> it out. I highly, highly recommend that you check it out. Like uh, maybe I just need to put in a long work day this mm-hmm. week so I can give myself a little treat on Thursday or you something. You deserve nice things. You really do. <laughs> <laughs> Aw, thank yeah. you. Yeah, uh, seriously, um, not what I imagined at all. And I'm not going to say anything else because I feel like it's <laughs> the type of movie just watch it. Please avoid spoilers. Like, I mean, people. I did hear from a friend that it was spoiled for him. because of twitter and Uh, i muted it immediately so mm. um but you're not on twitter like that so no i am way far off twitter very happily so and (laughs) i the last i mean i think i had another horror movie spoiled for me but like i had the sixth sense spoiled for me oh no so i was like wow this is a completely different viewing experience when i know exactly what i'm gonna see Mm mm-hmm yeah, I will definitely have to avoid that. I'll, uh, I want to see if I can see it this week. I know I said that about Nope, too, but I feel like especially, I don't remember there being like this really big, like, no spoilers, like, mm-hmm. like going blind with Nope. It was just kind of like, oh, no, it's a Jordan Peele thing. Just like, go see it. Yeah. So I feel like with both you and Megan saying like, just go. Yeah. I'm not going to tell you anything. Just go. Like, don't listen to anyone else. Just go. go. And it, it's like. Both movies, nope, and not that you're saying this, but both movies, nope, Barbarian are both really good. But it, it's like, nope, it's kind of like how you interpret something, you know? Yeah. Um, this one, <laughs> they don't care about your feelings. <laughs> so um, just, yeah, okay, yeah. All right, moving on. The other thing I checked out, um, I had a crazy work week and I needed comfort and love. So I checked mm-hmm. out, uh, well, I rewatched this movie. It's a horror comedy, Step Monster from 1993 on YouTube. 12-year-old Todd has an imagination driven by comic books. So when he accuses his soon-to-be stepmother of being a monster, no one believes him. When the neighbors start turning up dead, it becomes a race against time for, t- for Todd to stop this hideous creature from marrying his dad and ruining his life so just as it sounds the movie opens up we meet this kid named todd and we meet his dad and his mom his dad's name is george the mom name is abby and the dad's an architect so they are on vacation but the dad's still working so he has to show this uh he's meeting a client and the client her name is denise gore (laughs) and um yeah she wants to build a house in the middle of, of the woods like, I would have been alarmed by her last name, but the fact that she want to be in the middle of the woods, like, girl, why? What do you have planned? You know? Anyway, fast forward. Uh, Todd, he's exploring the woods. He finds, like, these uh, footprints of a, and he says that it's a monster footprint. Like, it's called a Tatopkin, I think it's called. And then, obviously, once again, nobody believes him. No one ever believes him. So, then, out of the blue... Just before they leave on vacation or they go back home, the mom vanishes in the woods. Six months later, no one found the mom. They stopped looking. They didn't find a body. 
uh, George, the dad, he decides to marry Denise, the woman who wants to build the house in the woods. It's ridiculous. It's like he <laughs> is not only a horrible dad, but he's a horrible human because he didn't care about his wife. He just moved right along. <laughs> he moved the woman into their house. They're selling the house. And then he even told his son, Todd, like, this is your new mom. It's like, dude, what is this? The 50s? Whatever. Um, wow, meanwhile, classy. <laughs> very classy, right? Meanwhile, Denise is just eating everybody in the neighborhood with no care in the world. <laughs> but for some reason, only Todd notices. Nobody else notices. They don't hear anybody screaming in the night. Um, and it has like a really cool cast. So Todd does try to like stop, um, you know, Denise and stuff like that. And with the help of his neighbor, Wendy, who's played by Amy Dolans and um, her boyfriend, Flem, and he's played by Corey Feldman. <laughs> and, oh, and pretty cool thing. Um, his dad played by, well, George is Alan Thicke, which, you know, I love seeing oh, him on screen. Geez. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's very silly. The plot is cheesy, but it's a lot of fun and it's entertaining. It's lighthearted. And if you like monsters and 90s monsters and gore and fun stuff like that, I recommend this one. The last time I checked this movie out, it was back in 1993. I remember I was six and I watched it <laughs> and, and it was a good time. So, yeah, I, I recommend this one. And again, it's free on YouTube. Well, yeah. So you have no excuses. Exactly. Just go. And who doesn't want to see Alan Thicke and Corey Feldman in a right? in a in a uh, monster movie? Love seeing them both on screen. I watched the movie you recommended for me, Alone with You, on Shutter. As a young woman painstakingly prepares a romantic homecoming for her girlfriend, their apartment begins to feel more like a tomb when voices, shadows, and hallucinations reveal a truth she's been unwilling to face. All right, why this one? Because I thought that you might like it. It surprised me. It's a nice little indie film. And uh, it kind of creeps me out. You well, hated it. I hate I hate to break it to you, Xena. <laughs> but this is a really great movie. Yeah, I thought you were going to say I hated it. Just... I know. <laughs> I couldn't do it. It's a layup. It feels like every time you guys recommend a movie, I like it. And which mostly is because I'm open-minded or I can kind of see the point of view that you're going for. This is just a really simple but very, very effective movie. Yes. I had a really good time with this one. I, I turned it on, like I said, like I just, <clears throat> I've been working a lot. Mm -hmm. So uh, more often than not, I can't have movies on in the background like I usually do because I'm listening to audio and things like that or recording. Right. And I was like, okay, well, I got to, I got to listen to these because I know I'm going to be out of town or watch these. Mm -hmm. I know I'm going to be out of town. And pretty quickly, I was like, oh, I can't just have this one on in the background. Mm -hmm. Like, I have to watch what's going on because there's a lot of little subtle things that start yeah. happening. And as soon as there's, like, a little movement in the background, I was like, ah, oh, okay, I guess I got to watch. <laughs> and they play it so well. Mm -hmm. There's so many, like, background moments yeah. that aren't treated as jump scares at all. Mm -hmm. They're just things that are happening where you're like, what the hell is going on? Like, that's just really creepy. It's very much like, um, like the vigil yeah. for me where it's not the focus, but there's stuff going on and mm -hmm. you don't quite get to figure out what's going on. And you kind of have an idea of what's going on and maybe you'll be right. Maybe you won't. I was, I was off. Like it wasn't what I thought mm -hmm. it was going to be, but it wasn't so far out of left field where I was like, I can't believe that's what it was. Right. Right. And it's really good. The acting is, mm -hmm. she is so 
good. Emily Bennett. Yeah, yeah, her and her boyfriend, um, or they might be engaged, Justin Brooks, um, they directed it together. And then Emily also oh. stars in it. And sh- they are just such a power couple. I was blown away by her performance. Like there's a particular, yeah. I don't want to spoil it, but you'll know what I'm talking about. The, the particular part where she's just like yelling, right? Uh-huh. Yeah. It gave me chills. Like it was it's, just. It, yeah. It's so good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That that moment in general, in particular that I, I was like, but what, what the hell is going on? Like now yeah. I'm totally lost. Yeah. But I'm just, I'm in like, I bought the ticket. I'm taking the ride. Like, mm-hmm. I just want to know, and it kind of want to power through to get to the end. It's not a long movie. It's like 80 minutes. Yeah, super short. But it's just like, okay, but, but, but what's going on? Mm-hmm. Well, what's going on? And it's like, it's it's very simple premise or concept. Yeah. Like it really just exists within one like duplex or like multi-layer or, or level apartment. Mm-hmm. And, oh, and a Barbara Crampton's in it. Barbara oh. Crampton's excellent in yes. it. Yes. Oh, does she play the worst person? Mm-hmm. <laughs> We're like, oh, people like that exist, and that is horrible. You know it. You know it. Like, can you imagine, like, she plays her mother, and your mother's just calling you. You think it's going to be a simple conversation, but, oh, oh my, the way she picks at her. Oh, just makes you feel guilty about just being you. Mm-hmm. Oh, terrible. But so, yeah, high recommend. Alone with you on So glad that you liked it. Yeah. Yeah, it's so good. It's simple. It's psychological. There's a lot of, like, stuff to, like, keep your eyes kind of glued Mm -hmm. to the screen. Great performances. Yeah. Yeah. High, high, high recommend. Love it. And then also, too, there's a little fun fact. Obviously, you probably knew they filmed it during, like, the pandemic, like, the height of the pandemic. So just the fact that they did that, it's just, they're, they're just so great. Like, looking forward to more of their films. So I, I, I didn't know that. It makes perfect sense mm-hmm. given the concept. So I would actually have to say that this is my favorite pandemic movie then. Wow. Because I, I've watched a few movies that were filmed during the pandemic and they got mm-hmm. around it, obviously, like Host and things like that and an untitled horror movie. But this one is the best. It's so this good, one, yeah. Be, because in no way, shape, or form would I have watched it. I mean, knowing that it was released in 2021, like, mm-hmm. sure, it, it makes sense. But I wouldn't watch and say, oh, this is how they got around quarantine. Mm -hmm. Because this movie could have been made whenever. Like, it didn't make any difference. Mm -hmm. It's just it was, and they did it so effectively. Yeah. It's so good. (laughs) Yay! And I didn't watch Megan's movie for two reasons. One, Megan's not here to talk about why, although I'm sure I can figure out why. And two, it's a reader. And okay. like I said, I just did not have time to sit and read a movie because it's mm-hmm. Swedish. I I saw I started watching the beginning of it. Starts pretty awkward. Uh, <laughs> and I get the feeling, I, I did watch the trailer, I get the feeling it's not going to get less awkward and uncomfortable with these kids. It's a very uncomfortable movie. <laughs> yeah, it kind of seems like it's going to be going that way. So that'll be an interesting watch for me this week. Awesome. Instead, I watched one that I saw pop up on HBO and I watched the trailer and I'm like, this is right up my alley. It was 2021's We're All Going to the World's Fair Mm -hmm. on HBO. Alone in her attic bedroom, teenager Casey becomes immersed in an online role-playing horror game wherein she begins to document the changes that may or may not be happening to her. Mm -hmm. This is not going to be for everyone. By any means, it's very simple. It, it, it's 
fairly slow paced. Mm -hmm. But the way I would describe this is this might be one of the best examples of a creepypasta turned into a movie. And it's not a specific creepypasta. It's more like the idea of, so like, are you familiar? Do you remember hearing about like the blue whale game? I do. Yeah. Okay. It's like that. Okay. Where the concept is, is like, it's supposed to be this thing where you start and Mm -hmm. like, there's this progressive downward spiral of your personality, strange things start to happen, et cetera. So it's kind of watching uh, Casey's kind of like descent as well as kind of like some interactions that are going on. Kind of slow pacing, but for me it worked because it reminds me of one of my favorite creepypastas called Necrosleep. And it just felt, there was this great just isolated feeling to it where her as being, uh, you can't even call her a YouTube personality because like it says like she has like 200 subscribers or 100 subscribers or something. And when she posts a video, it says how many watches they have and her videos have like 60 watches or 70 Uh-oh. watches. So yeah. I like the twist that it's not some big personality and then yeah. they post a video and it's got a million views. It's just this person who's posting videos about themselves who seems really lonely Uh-oh. and some people are watching, some people aren't, but it starts to get to some pretty disturbing looking stuff. Mm-hmm. And then at the end, you're still kind of left wondering what happened. Which works, again, works for me. Feels very creepypasta, like a classic creepypasta. At the same time, I could see someone watching it and being like, what did I just watch? Or uh, or that unfortunate voice. It's like, I want my time back. Oh, no. First of all, knock it off. Yeah. <laughs> like, you, you don't get it back. That's not how movies work. People are so weird. They like, are. <laughs> it's a movie. And it might have been free. And you just watched it. And it's like, okay. <laughs> You could have turned it off. Like, I don't know what to tell you, man. (laughs) Yeah. So I get it. It's not going to be for everyone. It's very paced. It's more psychological than anything else. But almost like watching a Descent into Mm -hmm. Madness-ish. I liked it. But I I also like the non-hand-holding stuff. A little bit more where it's like you're not specifically telling me what I'm supposed to think about what's going on. And as a person who's immersed in creepypastas as I am, it it just felt good to see that kind of representation. Because Mm -hmm. I haven't liked a lot of creepypasta representation that is, oh, that's not right to say. Not that I haven't liked it. It's that I didn't feel like they were faithful adaptations to what creepypastas are. And this is also a good example of like, so can creepypastas be faithfully adapted? I don't know. Mm. I don't know if a mass audience is going to be interested in watching faithful adaptations of this right. stuff. Uh, but, you know, like if you love Channel Zero, like, sure, I wouldn't call those faithful adaptations. I don't want to talk about Slender Man be- mm-hmm. for, you know, reasons. And, yeah. So if you're curious, check it out. But no, going into it, it's going to be pretty niche, I think. I think the mm-hmm. acting is fantastic. I think the lead actress, I think it's her debut performance. I think she's amazing. Yeah. Um. Again, I should have written it down. I'm so terrible at that. I watch things and they talk about it. I'm like, I don't know who did it, but it was good. <laughs> uh, no, you know, I um, I just added that one to my list on HBO Max. So that's what they added it, added it on yeah. there. I've been hearing about it all summer, you know, and, and you're right. It's been like mixed, like 
there are people who are just completely for it and the people yep. they weren't really feeling it too much. So I don't know. I'm curious about it. And I, I'm I'm positive that like the performances are going to be like incredible. So I'm looking forward to that. Yeah, I think it, oh, I, I think it'll be a lot like the terms like um, Outland. Is it Outlander, Outlander, whatever. Me and Megan watch it, the found footage movie. Mm hmm. Like, I've seen both sides of that where that's like five star, unbelievable. Like, me and Megan loved it. And yeah. other people are like, this is horrible. It's like, yeah, I get it. I get that too. Cause it's right. not traditionally what you're used to looking at in a movie. And mm -hmm. some people are going to like it and appreciate it. And some people are going to be like, I don't like it. This isn't my thing. And that's cool. That's, that's entertainment. That's yeah. how it works. Okay. Nice. Before we move on, what do we watch and how do we watch it? So I watched Barbarian in theaters, thanks to Megan, highly recommending it. <laughs> and then I also checked out Step Monster from 1993 on YouTube. And I watched Alone With You on Shutter, thanks to you, Zena. And we are all going to the World's Fair on HBO. All right. Do you have homework for me for next week? I do, if you would like it. All right, no readers, though. I'm actually no going to say that to Megan, too. No more readers <laughs> until after October. Okay, I was actually going to recommend The Omen from 1976. Because you said no, last week. Because I almost watch watched yeah. it anyway. <laughs> okay, cool, cool. Perfect. Yeah, I, that's on Amazon right now, isn't it? Yeah, it's on Amazon. It's on HBO Max. It's on Hulu. Okay, good. See, I'm checking off movies that I should have seen like two years ago <laughs> or 20 years ago. It's okay. <laughs> then you'll get the, you know, it's all for you, Damien. That, oh, I know what that's. Okay. A, I get that. I know a lot of the movie. I just haven't seen the movie. Okay. So I'm curious yeah. your, your thoughts on it. All right. Awesome. All right, enough about what we've been watching this week. It's time for both Xena and I to bring us up to speed on the news and trending topics in the world of horror. Yeah. So I'll start out with Hellraiser, the new image of Jamie Clayton as Pinhead. Mm. Sense8 actress Jamie Clayton takes over the role as Pinhead in Hulu's franchise Reimagining, which is set to unleash pain and pleasure exclusively on <laughs> Hulu October 7th. This one, I have to assume that you've seen pictures of the new Pinhead. Yes, I have. Oh, she looks incredible. She really does. And if I remember, I have to go back and read it again, but I remember, vaguely remember Hellbound Heart actually was a female antagonist. Mm. I can't remember if her head was full of pins, but I'm almost positive it was, she was female. Mm, I'm not like a sure. female Cenobite. Yeah, I have to go back and read it. Um, it's it's very clive barker-esque it's very uh, psychosexual mm -hmm. uh, blending or blurring the lines between uh sexuality and pain and mm -hmm. fetish fetishism and everything else um i'm really curious david bruckner who directed the <gasps> yeah. night house dark trio approved yes um and who also did the ritual which is also one of those movies the more mm -hmm. i watch it the more I think the ritual is just unbelievable. I used to just like the first half mm -hmm. and now the whole thing, um, like front to back, I'm like, it's is so perfection good. to me. It is. It's still like, no matter how many times I watch, I still get that creeped out feeling. Yeah. Th this I'm really looking forward to it. I know that, um, uh, Doug Bradley has come out and basically said like, yeah, this is great, mm -hmm. like uh, which I always appreciate. Sometimes you see people take the helm, and the the originator kind of being like, eh, yeah, like they're not necessarily for it. Which I always kind of feel like is just sour grapes. Mm -hmm. Like, well, at, at some point, you 
I, I know that there's a lot of artists that want to think that the thing that they created or the thing that they popularized is going to stand the test of time. Right. And I think in a lot of ways, Doug Bradley's Pinhead is mm-hmm. in his role, but it doesn't mean that someone else can't reimagine, someone else can't take the helm. It can't be gender swapped. It can't be whatever and have it be its own amazing thing. And at, I think when Megan first announced that this was going to happen, I was kind of like a Hellraiser TV series. Like, how are they going to, like, that seems like a strange franchise to make into a TV series. But I've been watching Freddy's Nightmares, so yeah. I can't really <laughs> begrudge people for making I a can series. See, I always thought that that one would have been about, like, the different Cenobites. Um, mm-hmm. If there was, like, a series, like, you know, but this one, like, the the movie, I mean, from based on the synopsis, it, it sounds awesome. Like, I'm... And I feel like, you know, people also need to put some respect on the Hellraiser franchise. Yeah, it yeah. gets a little bit out of control, kind of similar to Children of the Corn, but it's still <laughs> a good time. Yeah, for those of you who aren't aware, uh, the series revolves around a young woman struggling with addiction who comes into possession of an ancient puzzle box, unaware that its purpose is to summon the Centibites, a group of sadistic supernatural beings from another dimension. Uh, yeah, I again... Honestly, I know there's a lot of people who don't like the later Hellraiser movies mm-hmm. and they're not, they're not front to back great, No, but I still watch them. I, I do don't <laughs> have a problem with anything after four. Honestly, I always thought four was pretty strange, even within the Hellraiser universe. Um, I mean, I, I, you know, I've talked about Hellworld before and cause I'm a huge Lance Hendrickson fan. And, but I've watched the other ones and I'm like, the the bones to them are really solid. It's sometimes I think the editing or the execution just missed a little bit. Mm-hmm. But I mean, Scott Derrickson did one and I wish I could have seen his original director's cut of it. But Oh, for sure. But yeah, I, I, I think it's honestly for as many movies as Hellraiser has had, mm-hmm. I think it's. I don't think it's doing so bad. Like I would still put it up there. That's why I'm excited for, for, for this one. You know, it's not really like a remake or anything, you know, but it's, it, to me, it's gonna, I, I've been hearing so many people talking about, they went back to rewatch the franchise. So, Mm -hmm. which I think is great, you know? So this is, this is an exciting time for us. It'll be really curious to see this, just the story being delved into more, because I know at least the later, Hellraisers, they focused more around the concept of the Cenobites themselves, Mm -hmm. especially the last one. Was the last one Dominion or Damnation or Revelation, I think? Revelation? And that was very, yeah, that was very Cenobite heavy. There wasn't a whole lot of plot to it. So, which wasn't bad. It was, it was interesting to watch. It was very visually interesting. Uh, Yeah, I'm, I'm looking forward to it. No, it was Judgment. Judgment. That was the last one. Okay. Yeah. And then we'll all revolve around police officers at some point <laughs> or another. At least the later ones. It's strange. And then this one kind of confused me. Tusk 2. Kevin Smith confirms he's working on the sequel and teases wacky new approach. All right. First of all, Kevin Smith, calm down. Uh, a wacky new... What was... Wackier than Tusk? <laughs> Yeah, There's a, a new wacky version. So uh, during a new episode of Fat Man Beyond podcast, Kevin Smith confirmed he's actively developing a sequel to Tusk with Justin Long expected to return. Yeah. Now, those of you who have seen the original <laughs> Tusk, interesting. That's a that's an interesting step in Justin Long's career. 
Ever since the heart attack, I've been living on borrowed time, says Smith. 2024 will mark the 10-year anniversary of Tusk. We could just leave it there and move on, but you know, I've got more story left I'd like you to tell. There's a reason we left him in the zoo at the end. I always knew we were making the movie. Oh, I guess spoilers, but 10 yeah, years. Go watch Tusk. Yeah, come on. <laughs> I always knew we were making a movie. I was just like, I totally do this again. Uh, I thought we'd have the late, great Michael Parks with us longer, but sadly mm. he's not. But we got, I know we got Justin. Yeah, Michael Parks is fantastic. Yeah. I discovered Michael Parks much later, largely thanks to Quentin Tarantino, like mm -hmm. Dusk Till Dawn. And now I've seen him pop up in other things. Like I forgot he was in Twin Peaks and things like that. I'm like, God, Michael Parks is good. Yeah. He is just a great character actor. I loved him in uh, uh, Red State as well. Yeah, he was really good in Red State. Mm -hmm. I think sometimes because, because Kevin Smith is attached, I think, unfortunately, a lot of actors don't necessarily get credit for their performances. And I think even he had said as much because he decided to go a very, like, indie, indie route, like, even mm -hmm. before crowdfunding with Red State. And, you know, I, I'm a big Kevin Smith Smodcast fan. His movies have been very hit or miss with mm -hmm. me since i was about 18 years old yeah and tusk tusk was okay mm -hmm. but i liked it more because i really liked the episode of the podcast that tusk came out of and if you watch the end of tusk they actually have like a little clip of that episode i highly recommend oh, finding it i don't know if it's from. a subscription okay. or not it's very funny it's an amazingly funny podcast um i don't know about tusk too but I'll I'll be curious because I know Kevin Smith is kind of he's all about anniversaries. Mm -hmm. He's all about having more stories to tell. Like obviously between the Clerks franchise and Jay and Silent Bob, mm -hmm. and he was going to make a Mallrat sequel, and he there's always more story to tell with Kevin Smith. And I don't know. I'll be curious. And without Michael Parks. Johnny Depp's role was so weird. But without Michael Parks, it makes me wonder what kind of movie it'll be. Yeah. We'll find out. We will. We will. Oh, don't forget, uh, he also kind of revealed the title. Tusk. Oh, yeah. Tusks. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I'm Way to it. go. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's like aliens. Tusks. <laughs> I'm, I was hoping he would end up doing Moose Jaws. I thought he was going to do that. He was supposed to have this uh, True North trilogy where he was going to do Tusks, Yoga Hosers, and then Moose Jaws, which mm. is Jaws with a moose. <laughs> and unfortunately, it didn't happen. I, actually, that was the uh -huh. one that was most intriguing to me. Yoga Hosers, I listened to that podcast where that came out of too, and I don't know how that movie came out of that episode of the podcast, <laughs> but holy crap. What else is going on in the news, Zena? <laughs> Okay, so I may butcher the name, so sorry. Soman Chanini's <laughs> debut uh, novel, The School for Good and Evil, which was published in 2013, launched a franchise. Um, it is getting a movie over at Netflix. And Paul Fig, he oh. directed Ghostbusters last Christmas. He's in the director's chair. So um, apparently this is going to be coming out next month, October 19th on Netflix. And you can check out some of the images on Bloody Disgusting. So the film will follow two best friends, Sophie and Ag Agatha. I was going to 
say Agatha. What kind of name is that? It's Agatha. <laughs> um, who finds themselves on opposing sides of an epic battle when they're swept away into an enchanted school where inspiring heroes and villains are trained to protect the balance between good and evil. The cast alone is amazing. Charlie Theron, Carrie Washington, Lawrence Fishburne, uh, Fishburne, uh, Michelle Yeoh, Kate Blanchett, Sophia Ann Caruso, Sophia Wiley, Rachel Bloom, Rob Delaney, Marky, and so much more. The cast. So if you like like supernatural Whoa. schools, it looks very lighthearted. I don't think that it's going to be like scary or super. I mean, well, you know, it depends on who you are. I don't think it's going to be like bloody or gory, but it looks like it's still going to be a really good time. Um, then also, you guys like demons? You like demons, John? I I like a, I like a good demon. I okay. like a good demon knight. Okay, okay. Well, uh, James Wan he posted about it was like a week and a half a week and a half ago. He posted a picture of a demon on his Instagram that he never used. So he noted in the past that Valak wasn't well, almost wasn't in words, almost did not make it into the Conjuring two. So within the last final hour, they replaced this demon, and then that's how we have Valak. Valvac? Yep. So basically... Um, Valak. Valak. Thank you, Valvac. Who is that? Thank you. So... um, (laughs) That's going to be in Conjuring 4. (laughs) Okay, cool. Cool. People will probably be like, get out of here. We want Megan. Look, guys, (laughs) we're doing our best. This is what happens when Megan's not here. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, uh, we have... uh, You could check out some of the demon footage on his Instagram, and Bloody Disgusting also posted it. But basically, this demon looked so cool like it has like wings and it it, it looks like hideous but it's kind of like pretty you know um but yeah they kind of put like this puppet head on it and like the teeth move and basically the person who composed the movie his name is justin riley he um he's in that costume for them so i don't know i I just love seeing behind the scenes stuff like that and you know don't get me wrong like the original demon that we received like received in the film Nightmare yeah. Fuel, but this one is also Nightmare Fuel too. So if you like demons and you like checking stuff out and having a good time, check it out. Yes, bloodydisgusting.com. Those pictures are there. Yes. All right, listeners, your turn. Need all the psychosexual themes in your life? Well, you might be listening to the wrong podcast. <laughs> Wonder how a studio would let James Wan how a studio wouldn't let James Wan shoehorn that demon in? Call or text us at 224-475-1040. The number is also in the show notes, or feel free to email us at bedisgustingpodcast at gmail.com and tell us why you love Megan specifically for the news segment. <laughs> we went down so many rabbit holes. Finally, <laughs> Zena's going to make all our lives easier in the CF4 movie options and clue us in on what's appearing soon that we should be watching. So, Zena, what should we be watching? Okay, we have a good amount of things that's coming out. But first, Bloody Disgusting TV is always available for you to check out. You can also check out Screenbox. Check it out. So first, Wednesday the 14th, we have The Retaliators. It will only be in theaters for one day. Mm. An upstanding pastor uncovers a dark and twisted underworld as he searches for answers surrounding his daughter's brutal murder. If you love like metal music, this movie may be the one for you. Based on the names alone of all the artists that's involved, Hands down, I, I plan on checking it out ASAP. So be like me. Next, <laughs> on Thursday the 15th, we have two movies that's coming to Shutter. First one, we have Speak No Evil. A Danish family visits, visits a Dutch family they met on holiday. What was supposed to be a great weekend slowly starts to unravel as the Danish family tries to stay polite in the face of unpleasantness. I heard that this one is pretty mean. 
So um, heads up. I think I've heard the same thing. Yeah. Yeah. This one sounds good. Then we also have um, Hitting Shutter as well. We have Peter Strickland's black comedy, Flux Gourmet. Um, so this one is set in an institute devoted to culinary and elementary performances. A collective finds themselves embroiled in the power of struggles, artistic vendettas, and gastrointestinal disorders. <laughs> yeah. So this one sounds insane. Um, then we have on Friday the 16th, we'll finally be able to check out Ty West Slasher. Pearl. It's Pearl amazing how quickly theaters. that came out. Right? And according to oh, our great. dear Megan, she said that Ty West filmed it right after X. Mm. So that's why. This is awesome. So the story of how Pearl became the vicious killer seen in X. So cannot wait to, th- to see this. <laughs> then we also have on Friday, if you don't want to go out to the theaters, we have the black comedy Do Revenge hitting Netflix. Drea and Eleanor agrees to go after one another's bullies. So this one stars Camilla Mendez. She's plays Veronica in Riverdale. This also stars Maya Hawke. She's Robin in Stranger Things. And Sophie Turner. She played Sansa on Game of Thrones. Uh, so this one looks like it'll be like a good time. Then we also have Goodnight Mommy on Prime Video. So twin brothers arrive at their mother's house and begin to suspect that something isn't right. So this is the remake of the 2014 Austrian film. I don't know if you're Which is haunting. Yeah. So, um, yeah. All right. I'll just. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No spoilers. Okay. No. Then we have on Monday, the 19th, Ruben Galindo Jr.'s uh, Symmetry of Terror. So he's the guy who directed Don't Panic. He's the That's the oh. one where the boy was running around in the dinosaur um, pajamas. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, yeah, this is a Mexican slasher that follows a group of medical students on Halloween who steals the corpse of a serial killer from the morgue. And they raise him from the dead. And then he puts everybody in danger, including some kids in the neighborhood. This movie is insane. And there's mullets. So you'll <laughs> want to check it out <laughs> you'll want to check it out then we have on tuesday the 20th if you like mockumentary horror you may want to check out mm. when when the screaming starts on Screenbox. when norman graysmith is invited to the home of home of an inspiring serial killer aiden mendel he thinks he's found the subject of a documentary he thinks he found the subject of a documentary that will save his failing career so this one looks like it's a good time i actually do plan on checking this one out um, cause it sounds fun. Yeah. Then we also have, this is the, the last one we have to the moon. This will be available on VOD. A weekend of healing for Denise and Mia becomes a nightmare when Dennis's estranged brother arrives and begins to distort their sense of reality. And just in case, if you missed it, Barbarian is in theaters. Megan approved. I approve. It's, uh, well, <laughs> <laughs> I I look forward to the day where I can sit here and not have words to describe it as well. I, seriously, if there were if if I was not like a spoiler person, I just wanted to like oh, I'm not, but I would still there's no words. Like if we mm. ever were to do like a breakdown, I don't know what to say. <laughs> you Ooh. know? So um yeah, and clearly I talk a lot, so I feel like that says that says a lot. So I was just I was in the theaters, shook. Like you know, normally you hear people talking, but then when stuff just started to go, everybody was silent because there were like four Ooh. other people in the theater. So, oh, huh. still yeah. amazing. Okay. 
And that's the Bloody Disgusting podcast for this week, everyone. If you'd like to read more from Megan, you can check out her reviews at bloodydisgusting.com and on Twitter at HauntedMeg. Xena can be found on her own website, realqueenofhorror.com, and YouTube channel of the same name, or at LovelyZena on Twitter. And you can hear me on my weekly horror narration podcast, Creepy. Don't forget to subscribe on your favorite podcast app, and feel free to follow us on Instagram and Twitter at BeDisgustingPod, or drop us an email at BeDisgustingPodcast at gmail.com. So for this week, I'm John. I'm Xena. We miss Megan. Sorry. <laughs> miss Megan. <laughs> Grab some popcorn, cozy up on the couch, and watch something you love. Just make sure it's something bloody. Murder in America is a true crime podcast that covers stories from all 50 states, including stories of mass shootings, serial killers, and lesser-known murders. Do you find yourself doing more research after listening to a true crime show? Well, Courtney and I used to do the same thing, and that's why we created Murder in America. Our podcast dives deep into each case. Our storytelling will make you feel like you're right there within the case with us, watching it all play out. And we do not shy away from the graphic details. If you're a fan of true crime, then listen to Murder in America on Spotify now.